That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Hey, everybody. It's me. It's it's Zach. It's, the, you know, the guy who's one half of the show that you watch, listen to. And it's me, Alex. The I think the second half of the show that you also listen to, if I am getting how halves work. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's how halves work. Uh, uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And this is My Cabbages. And I'm not a podcast. So I, we need to come up with a a, go, a go-to thing. No, not a go-to. I like how it's different every time. It's like our intro of the Simpsons, where <laughs> every little thing about it, like certain details, like what uh, Bar- Bart is writing on the chalkboard, or uh, something that like song Lisa plays the on her saxophone as she's leaving her class. The, the Simpsons is like one of those shows that like has done it all so that when anybody ever says like oh that's like the simpsons you're just it could be about anything it's like it's like seinfeld right i had my mom had a friend who would always every single time they do anything quirky or 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 weird she'd be like oh this is like an episode of, of seinfeld we get it seinfeld was on for six million seasons yes and so as the simpsons it's not just like the longest running animated show but also just one of the longest running shows ever so i when people say online the simpsons predicted the future like the trump presidency or arnold schwarzenegger becoming governor i was elected to lead not to read we're here to talk about avatar the last airbender a terrific show from both of our childhoods Hold on. the cat is doing her thing We were waiting for our cat to shit. Yeah. She needed to shit, and we could hear her taking a shit, so we wanted to wait so you all didn't hear her shitting. She wasn't shitting. She was (laughs) moving around the cat litter. She may have not been shitting. She may have just been strategically sifting. Uh, We were recently slightly Reddit famous, y'all. Yeah, so what happened to you... Uh, what was the highlight of your week, babe? I, ha- I have a symbol that I've been working on. It's, well, many people have seen it now on Twitter and such. Uh, it's our, a cabbage symbol. I've been trying to make the cabbage into a symbol for, like, all forever. It's been ruminating in my head for a very long time how to do a very simple element-style cabbage symbol. And I must have tried 18 million different ways. It's very hard to do something exceedingly simple. It has to be... All your lines and your angles have to be on point because you get so few of them. All of them matter so much more. Uh, but I like the symbol. It turned out great. It's I, beautiful, y'all. Check it I, out. I posted it on Reddit and it kind of exploded. I was a uh, surprise. I posted it on Reddit and it got, I think, over... I think by, by, by the end of it, it had like forty or 50,000 upvotes. It was on the front page. Uh, brought in like over 200 new listens that day. Uh, hey, y'all, if you're here from my Reddit post, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome to the Cabbage Patch. 
We, um, uh, we probably won't ramble for too much longer before the episode actually starts, but thank you for joining us. Yeah, and thank you also for the people that actually listened to our most recent episode and not starting at episode one, because, I mean, I get it. It's a TV show. You you probably want to start at episode one and follow along, which is great. Uh, you're in for a wonderful wild ride, but we please brace yourself because uh, the first few episodes... Production the, quality uh, goes up rather quickly, but it does start at a fairly low place. <laughs> And we're on a podcast network. We're on the uh, Movie Night crew. We love them. They're great. They have lots of podcasts. Uh, go check them out. Links in the description. Yeah. And you probably will hear a trailer for one of uh, those. And <clears throat> tonight or today, it's going to be content and capable. Hi, my name is Sam, and I've recently become an adult. But let's be honest, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Like, can I still enjoy the kiddie rides at theme parks? And how do I look important and feel relaxed while traveling? Join me as I ask people how they are content with their life and feel capable as a functioning adult in society. Each Monday, myself and a guest will chat about a topic they feel passionate about and our adventures and struggles of being an adult in the real world. Uh, Sam, we, you're, don't worry, you're doing great. Keep on keeping on. And we look forward to guest starring on a future episode and cannot, and it, again, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, I also was looking, uh, around, uh, in procrastinating working and said, and looking at the Avatar subreddit, great place, uh, lots of great other content. Uh, and one of the things that came up was a supposed, like, possible casting call for a young, like, Southeast Asian, uh, 12 year old boy and all applications had to be in by like june 8th and this was posted like june 6th so i mean at this point you'd think the netflix live show would have like casted already and had started at least some type of pre-production well it looks like they may be still recruiting people it, it seems like they might be a little desperate with the way that this this uh casting call sounds yeah we it, don't we don't want to say for sure that it's because there's no actual it doesn't actually say for the live action avatar series it says uh an east asian boy for an uh, adventure series on a streaming network it's pretty pointed um but what do we know <laughs> yeah at any rate if it's related it would be cool if we could have it confirmed by someone on the outside but alas all we can do is speculate but it, a few weeks prior to this they also did confirm the actual ages of the characters yep and uh, if you recall a few months ago, it had leaked that uh, they were switching the ages of Katara and Sokka. So Katara was going to be 15 and uh, Sokka was going to be 14. Um, so uh, possibly making the idea, like when we all speculated, like, why would they even do that? You know, because we talked about it, like change the dynamic and it just didn't feel right. It was right. off. And the only thing is it could be setting up for something possibly like a Zutara moment. Um, but who knows? And since that has happened, the ages have actually reverted back. So Sokka is still older than Katara. Congratulations, everyone. It seems like we all complained enough and scared them into yeah, making Yeah, all the Katang stands can settle down it looks like you're still probably gonna get your cannon ship and 
they did do all, however, change. I believe it was the ages of Zuko. Zuko's going to be 17 Gosh. instead of 16. And they may have also raised the age um, of Sokka a year, but Katara. Fan, fan outrage is like the one ring of power. It can, it, it, it can be wielded for good and it can be wielded for bad, but it corrupts absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Netflix, I think, it's just like, remember when the Sonic movie came out and the original furry-looking Sonic that we all had extreme... Uh, trauma and nightmares about? Yeah, well, Sony was able to completely reskin and this basically saved the movie. They did kind of save the movie. Yeah, because... But, but then, but then a bunch of dumb nerds complained about a halfway decent movie called uh the last jedi and what resulted was the biggest pander uh, blowjob given directly to angry nerd fanboys uh, they hit the world over and i don't like it third star wars movie is bad yeah everyone <laughs> Sorry, um, that's all. <laughs> Thanks for coming a, to my TED Talk. Uh, and of what's going to infuriate the fanboys and other people even more is that I, as a status quo Star Wars fan, uh, who didn't watch a single film except for Revenge of the Sith uh, until our beginning of our relationship, uh, I actually thought the movie was fun. It was stupid. It, it was uh, entertaining at all times. And it wasn't until afterwards when you sit and try and think about it, and you're like, <laughs> huh. Yeah, I guess some of it didn't make sense. And I think it's really shitty what they did uh, to some of the characters. And, like, they couldn't let any queer relationships happen. Honestly, I was hoping the entire time that Rey and Kylo were going to go off into the dark side sunset. and That would have been great. It, well, I think it would have been interesting if Kylo had switched and Rey had switched. And then Kylo had to kill Rey for the good of the... Like, they had to actually fight with reverse sides. I thought that would have been interesting, too. It would have been, yeah, it would have been interesting, but anyway, I guarantee we're, you... We're getting off in the weeds with Star Wars. I'm not going to include any of the Star Wars comments. Uh, no, I think it's good. Okay, all right. Um, I think it... I will end this by saying if that they had actually killed uh, Ray's character off, that that would probably have... Uh, infuriated a lot of the female fandom and no i don't think i think he would have been tasked with killing her i didn't say that he would oh tasked with killing kill okay interesting like well, they would they would have to battle it out but maybe they could come to some kind of agreement man it's like this uh pa- the, this discussion of other films that we wish didn't exist would make a great concept for another podcast well uh I wonder I wonder if people would listen to that. <laughs> I wonder if people would listen to that concept. Specifically, movies we wish didn't exist. What do you think, fans? Uh, before we jump into this episode, let us know what you think. Uh, uh, what do you think about this casting call with Aang potential? F- yeah. Like, is Netflix floundering? Like, why has this live series, you know, is it going to go up now that Bryke have gone off and been uh, wooed and courted by Nickelodeon where they're, <laughs> they it, are given an entire studio? <laughs> did it? Uh, did it did it fizzle and flounder with their departure perhaps yeah maybe they're just trying to keep the lights on for as long as they can maybe uh tweet us and also what are your thoughts about uh our idea for another movie podcast tweet at us at uh my or at cabbage cast on twitter or you can email us my cabbage cast at gmail.com that sounds great 
So with that, babe, I think we can uh, get started. We have an episode to record, right? right? This week's episode um, is Book to Earth, uh, Chapter 9. Bitter Work. So the, the gang is visiting the Grand Canyon, y'all. It looks like we honestly are right back in near the same canyon that they were passing through <laughs> the, great uh, in the Great Divide. <laughs> we're going to see that, like, psyched out traveler just like, what are you guys doing back in here? Either that, like, in space, maybe maybe this is the equivalent of the Labyrinth and the Minotaur and the Avatarverse. I don't know. But either that or those creepy, like, bug-like creatures that came after them at dark with the food. This is, um, I like to dub this location, um, Anime Battle Canyon. In every big shonen anime, there's always some wasteland that they go to so that they can fight. And it's always big and vast and full of rocks. It's usually like an orange, like Grand Canyon kind of pigmentation. Elephant graveyard. It, yeah, it's exactly. It's the anime battle canyon. Uh, so they're in anime battle canyon. And Appa uh, is is slepping like he always does. Kittles. Sleepy Appa, he's dreaming of, he's counting other little tiny flying bison, like hopping over a little fence in his sleep. He's, oh my instead God. of counting sheep, he's counting baby Appas. That's so cute. So uh, it's time to wake up, y'all. It's the first day of uh, uh, earthbending training, and Aang is psyched. He can't wait. Uh, Aang is uh, up like me on the first day of work when I am and my bag's all packed and my lunchy and my out, my outfit from the night before is laid out and I'm like going into work gonna meet new friends and then like you know you get lost on your way in you can't find a place to park and it's just it's all a mess but hey at least the excitement's there we're he's, not gonna kill his vibes he's like a first-time podcaster being like oh boy I can't wait to edit boy editing's gonna be so much fun all the time Always. <laughs> we love you, Aang. We really do. So uh, The inth- the bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, but right. um, I actually much more empathize with, with Sokka. Sokka in this moment, because I am not a morning person. This is me and Alex to a T. The room that we're in right now has sunlights, and so uh, there's plenty of room in it, this, or there's plenty of light in it the second the sun comes up. Uh, and I usually just get up with the sun. I'm usually up. I'm usually awake by around 6.30, and I'm out of bed by 7 nowadays. Um, And she will sleep in until the exact second that she needs to get up, and then she'll get up. She strategizes. And so on the weekends, I will get up, and I'll be like, I'll come up at like 10 or so, and I'll be like, hey, we should like, what do you want to get at the store? I can go to the store, and I can do so. And I'm like trying to figure out what we're going to do for the day. And she's like, stop. Uh, she like gets up in her sleeping bag like Sokka and she's just like man fucking who's there people doing doing making noise I usually am much more receptive to this if you bring me coffee I do bring I do bring I bring coffee all the time 
you do bring coffee all the time, but you didn't bring me coffee the other morning when you were waking up trying to ask, make a list and ask me what we wanted to do with our day. Oh, shots fired, y'all. I didn't bring the coffee. Mm-mm. Toph doesn't bring any coffee. It's like bringing tea. an apple to your teacher. And honestly, that's one point against Aang. He, like, and yeah. like they say, you know, you, you always, it wouldn't, what, do you, what do you drink? bring to your first day of earthbending training? You don't, instead of... Do you, you, bring you bring a, a pet rock? You bring like a shapely rock, yeah. Or ooh, I would bring like a crystal, like to bring some good energy. I yeah. would bring like a, a handful of those like tumbled rocks you get at like dinosaur museums and shit. Yeah, good. I'm sure it's any type of rock your your earthbender friends will will appreciate it. Although, or is that stereotyping? It's who knows tough tough is not having Sokka's laziness and so she like stabs him in the back she like bane style breaks his back like batman <laughs> with this rock and propels him into the sky at it's- least like 20 if not 40 feet and honestly when he's, he lands he's like team water try blasting off again <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really think he, any normal person would have broken their back, but this is, I think, I mean, yes, it's A, a cartoon, but also maybe Sokka has some super strength. Yeah. Some super strength. Sokka's got something going on because he just pops right up and he's like a, like a caterpillar (laughs) in the sleeping bag and he doesn't even give two fucks that he just got He literally gets pounded in the back with a razor rock is shot 40 feet in the air and lands bet deck down and then is just able to like slither off and uh go and find another place to sleep which i don't know i guess you have like a protective factor over you if someone interrupts your sleep or just <laughs> but i want to I'm, I'm envious because, uh, yeah, you try and get me to do anything in that state, and nope, uh, I just roll over. <laughs> <laughs> so they're excited. Ang is excited to get started, and um, Toph is trying to explain. It's just like, earthbending is about looking things dead on and just being st- as stubborn as the element. She's like, it's a very stubborn element. You got to sort of will it into... It's like watercolors. Even like though, a rock. Even though watercolors are would make oh, more sense. Like a rock. Would make more sense for them to be water. Go with me on this. Watercolors are a very bull 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 strength kind of uh, medium that you have to just kind of wrestle into submission. There is a way to let them do what they want, but there's a certain art to it that I do not possess. I have to be completely rigid with my watercolors. See, I think water. Uh... What about oil paints, then? Oil paints are um, air, because they're, like, ever-shifting. You can go over an oil painting two days later, and it's still wet, and you can still mix the paints and, like, change stuff on the surface. That's wild. Oil takes, well, not maybe not two days. It usually takes about 24 hours to oil for oil to dry. So you can come back to a painting hours later and still mess with the wet paint. Uh, I remember I was at the beach one day and my mom had bought like a me like a dolphin like paint by number to paint while we were there as a craft. Um, and 
it, I loved it. It was beautiful. But when I was usually did those things, I honestly loved the watercolors most. And I've done a few watercolors that you painted in that I thought I would be pretty proud of, not, not going to lie. But when I did this, we didn't know it was oil. And, like, usually oh, after no. a couple of hours, it's dry. <laughs> and so, like, afterwards I went and, like, I dried it and I touched it and, like, it was ruined. So, lesson learned. After that, I have never <laughs> used oil plates ever again. Uh, I will stick with uh, acrylics and watercolors. Okay, thanks. Um, it does not go well, Enterprise. Training is uh, off to a rocky start. Uh, I honestly think, I don't know, you see how Aang is like really struggling in the beginning. He is getting knocked over a lot. They're, honestly, he's probably, he has to be doing a lot of uh, hot tub soaking and cupping uh, at the end of every day because, boy, he's getting beaten. Yeah, we get we get a really great, like, in every shonen, in every, in Hunter Hunter, in Dragon Ball Z or whatever, when they have to reach the next power level. Even always, Rocky climbing up and down the stairs. There's always a training montage, and folks, we get one. Yeah. I insert, really want the Rocky Insert, theme. insert a generic 80s movie training montage right. with just, like, a bunch of clips and a really, like, you know, big song playing in the background, and uh, then at the end of the song, they're, they've are they gone through enough trials, and they're ready for the big match. <laughs> uh, but Aang does make a little bit of progress throughout this. It's not like he just sucks all the time, and the whole point of the thing is to be like, look, look at how bad Aang is. No, like, he, he pushes back the, when she, like, megazords herself in fucking rock power armor uh and and goes forward he pushes her back and then he's able to do the thing with the stance and yeah uh, he's he's doing stuff cut with kettlebell made out of rocks before then though we do get a moment where katara comes over and she's like hey tough let me give you a little bit of unsolicited advice. I've been training Aang for a while now. He really responds well to a positive teaching experience. Lots of encouragement and praise. Kind words. If he's doing something wrong, maybe a gentle nudge in the right direction. Thanks, Katara. A gentle nudge. And yeah, she comes in, Katara, this is her Hermione Granger moment of the episode, definitely. where she's like, you know, I've been working with Aang all along, and this is how you should teach him, because I'm a waterbender master now, and you should, according to Master Paku, I'm a waterbender master now, and you should listen to me, because that's how, and now I'm talking like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did I become Mickey Mouse? I know. Sorry, but no. Uh, so, so, uh, Toph's like, that's, that's great, Katara. Now, fuck off, <laughs> essentially. And, uh, yeah, then we get the montage, and it's going decently. Well, as that happens, as then we get a really interesting, um, flashback, and, um, it, we're, we can't tell it first if it's a flashback or a dream, but we see... Iroh rolling around, a young Iroh uh, rolling around in the grass, and um, it's actually a really good transition. It starts out with Aang, and um, he's like, look, I'm like, I'm a firebender, or look, I'm an earthbender now. Um, And it transitions into a young um, lieutenant 
who we learn is Iroh's son, also pretending to be, like, a firebender. Uh, yeah, he does a little stance. It's kind of cute. Yeah, so, because um, that's what uh, Toph is saying. Like, the, the, the basics with Rock is you got to have your stance right. And th- I felt like that when I first had my violin teacher. Like, when I first started playing violin, I was four years old. And yes, I played for a very long time. I got very good, but when I, it took me probably are at you saying least you're, four months. Are you saying you're a string bender? <laughs> Wait, am I actually an airbender? That would be wild. I never thought of myself as an airbender. <laughs> I always was more of a I'm I'm a Aries Pisces cusp, so I go back and forth some days because I'm a very much a water baby. I love being on the water. Probably go out in kayaks for a little bit in, to clear my head in between the Ford podcast we're recording this weekend. That's a different story. I got my life in check. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm a water baby. So, but I also go back and forth with a fire sign because uh, I'm very, very, very. Uh, maybe Earth. I don't know. Maybe I'm the Avatar. <laughs> I identify with all the elements, just like I identify with all the Harry Potter houses in she's some just, way. She's just I, all. She's the, the all person. She's the all person, y'all. She's just all good all the time at everything. Oh, always. Gosh, no, I'm not. She's, I'm. She's bragging now. Mary Sue. But when I started playing violin for four months, the first four months, I didn't even play. I didn't even, like, pluck the strings. I was given a pencil and had to do finger training exercises up and down this pencil and then had to shadow, like, show how I was holding and doing posture and all of this stuff. Well, anyway, so yeah, um, that's how I kind of felt. And I, I feel it for you. You like, I got the stance. I'm getting progress, but then you feel like you're going to conquer the world. Yeah, we- and then you pull the bow across the strings. And it, it sounds like I like ran over or like, or like I stepped on my neighbor's cat or something. It's just like, it, it- <laughs> It sounds like what it it sounds like what it would sound like in a movie if like a disapproving father chucked a violin out the window. Yeah. Anyway. So So we, son son Iros we're talking about Iros son. <laughs> you went into a tangent. I don't care. Answer. I it was meaningful and important to me. No, it was, it was I will use it. Yeah. And so we get Iroh, that Aang transitions into the scene with Lieutenant and young Iroh, and they're joking on rolling around in the grass. Yeah. Lieutenant hits Iroh with imaginary fire blast, and Iroh's like, oh, you got me! Oh, and like, like, like you do. You know, the, the best thing to do is when a kid <laughs> points a fake gun at you and pulls the trigger, you, you, I mean, you're required to. As an adult, that's the law. If a kid points a, a brightly colored plastic gun at you and pulls the trigger, you have to pretend you got shot and put on your best acting impression like every one of us gets to be an actor for a child audience when a child shoots a gun shoots a toy gun and you go oh oh, you got me oh oh, no it's going down and the the more you sell it the better it is they giggle it's great it's it's the best. It really ever. sells the bit. And that's right. yeah, uh, TLDR is not going to make a great dad, but that's another conversation for another day. Gross. <laughs> uh, 
So then we cut, we cut, and uh, we see then see him at, at his son's grave. Yeah, it, it, them rolling around in the grass transitions to Iroh sitting at Luten's grave underneath uh, the tree, a tree which is going to have major significance later in this series. Uh, no spoilers, no. but uh, if you haven't. If you don't know what we're referring to, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, then Ira wakes up. He's like, I will be, I will see you again, my son. And, and then, yeah, he comes to Zuko is like, Uncle Ira, you, you fell unconscious. And he's like, Azula did this to you. I know. I know. I know. He's like trying to get ahead, get out ahead of Ira's advice. He's like, you're going to tell me that I need to get along with my sister. And Ira's like, no. She's crazy, and she needs to go down. As much as I love... You love to hate Azula. She yeah, yeah, is yeah. an incredible villain, but is a very deep and complex mm. uh, character. But yeah, no, Iroh is like, yeah, not. Nah, I don't care that she's my niece. Like, she's... He's like, that bitch got to go down. Yeah. She, she tried to kill us first, so that makes it okay. Zuko, uh, as Iroh is coming to, and they're making tea, and uh, Iroh, Zuko has made Iroh some tea, which is a very sweet gesture, because as we know, uh, uh, Zuko is more of a double espresso shot in the morning kind of guy. I don't need any calming tea! Versus a cup of calming tea. So when he gives it to Iroh, Iroh's like, oh, how sweet! And he's it's Zuko thinking that he's like making hopefully made it to his liking uh where Iroh then takes a sip and very nicely masks how terrible it is mm, good yeah not the best cup of tea that Iroh's ever had by a long shot so we cut back and um Aang is like well, so there was a scene I wanted to briefly talk about before we resume. And it's Aang is like, maybe if I come at it like from a different angle or a, and Toph like cuts him off. And she's like, no, like, that's just it. That's what you're not getting. Like, this happens, but right before Katara tries to train-splain him. She tries to train-splain him. Uh, wait, is this all happen? No, no, I'm saying this scene. I'm going to, I'll splice it back into oh, okay. the pod. But yeah. but yeah, and it, 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 it gets at Aang's kind of thought process. He's always looking for a different solution. He's trying to maneuver the situation that he's got into something that is more favorable. And Toph is thinking, nope, you have to look this rock dead in the face and fucking move it. You just have to go full force all the time. And Aang's like, no, but what if I do that? No, there's no other solution. There's no like trick. There's no swindle. There's just you and the fucking rock. Ang can't get around this because he is, he is like he's a leaf. He's so used to being like Jello, you know? He's yeah. flexible. He's like a leaf he, in the wind. Yeah. He um, can move and dodge, dip, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Great. That's a great place to end that bit. Okay. More, more episode. So before we started recording this, we thought that there were, you know, oh, is there a subplot in this episode? And it turns out that there are three total plots in this episode. Yeah, there's there's an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot. And unfortunately for Sokka, uh, he's a C plot. Yeah, so Sokka, we see he is walking through uh, little... (laughs) 
He's, a, he's so, up Sokka, Sokka and little thing walking through the forest. <laughs> so- Sokka's up in a tree. And he's, see, he's trying to get some food. He's trying to read some apples. Those sweet, sweet apples. And, uh, but then he sees a cute little meat-sickle on the ground. And he's like, oh man, meat. We think of this protein that we haven't had in so long. And uh, as he is trying to uh, figure out his best move, he falls and lands straight into this weirdly shaped ravine. and tiny little crack. And literally, he cannot get out. He is stuck if he tries to struggle it's like quicksand he'll sink further so so yeah basically he, he starts out and he has his hands his arms free and he goes to take a swing at the at the creature and sinks further and now is completely prone his his arms are like stuck his elbows are like wedged into the hole which just looks deeply deeply uncomfortable but also incredibly frustrating because literally this is my worst nightmare yeah. i would be hyperventilating he right can't, now he can't move at all it would be this is yeah but we some cave spelunking nightmare shit right at now. this point we just don't know what this animal or this creature is it's a cute little moose uh looking buffalo thing Very cute. and uh sockets are talking to it it's like oh you're so cute why dang it are you so cute and he's having to face the moral like we yeah we <laughs> we get honestly because we know that ang is vegetarian so now we're getting a uh uh, this why this episode called bitter bitter work, um, because when you're trying to change something or learn something, you have to look first within yourself before and look at your motivations for wanting to change before the change can actually happen. It's like uh, how an apology doesn't actually mean anything unless you actually convey that you did something wrong and that you know that it was wrong, <laughs> uh, because. You can, there's a lot of ways to apologize insincerely. It is something that people have become masters in. Yeah, like, I'm sorry I did X thing where without acknowledging at all the impact it had on the people that you're apologizing to. Right. It's more like, focused I'm, on the action and like a, your perception, how these people perceive, you know, something. I'm and, sorry that you were offended is something that people get say a lot. I didn't mean to offend you. Right. Um, so the, the sock is like bargaining. He goes through all the stages of death basically. And he's in, he's at bargaining and he's like, all right, if I make, if I can make it out of this, no more meat for me, even though it's delicious. Uh, and then the moose shows up again, runs off and comes back with a little apple. And, and we see some more Sokka apple of He's like, you know what? I think I could do this vegetarian thing. That's right. Sokka loves his apples. Once again, we return to uh, Sokka's first true love, uh, the apple. And it's we know it must be the same apple, uh, giving him that them eyes. And he's like, that's okay. I'll get it. And he reaches into his pack, and he tosses the with his, with the arm that he barely can maneuver at all, just and it plops on the ground, topples right over, and then in great comedic fashion, it's so much fun. He's just like, now, now come back, now come back on me, right? Sokka, we all know that if you believe hard enough, that boomerang will come back to you. The gospel of boomerang, <laughs> amen. Uh, 
Peace be with you. And also with Boomerang. Peace be with you. And back around again to you. Then we switch gears a little bit after we get Sokka doing his collective or his bargaining and wishing, swearing off meat forever because you know he basically just this is the equivalent of him watching a bunch of netflix documentaries about veganism and why all like how all the cows and all of their farts are contributing (laughs) like globally to global warming and so now it's like oh my god i like watched this documentary on netflix and i just i can never yeah i i was one of those shitty people i went vegan for like eight months and honestly it was great and i loved it and i learned a lot of new uh sustainable ways to cook and um you know it's been a challenge during the pandemic but at the very much um me i could probably go the rest of my life without eating meat and be okay i'm i'm getting there the the closer they get to like replicating the taste and sensation of meat without actual meat itself uh the closer i could get to living without meat for example that impossible burger uh slaps and i would happily have it over a regular burger almost any time uh but they still got a long way to go for some of the other uh foods out there so one day one day i'll be able to to say computer replicate me some sushi and the computer will be able to arrange molecules in such a way that sushi will appear without ever having to kill a fish but until then i love sushi <laughs> anyway we're um, back uh training with ang and Toph. yeah and so ang is getting really frustrated and uh Toph is convinced that they're not doing they have to contrain like their entire approach it's like okay we were following keto that isn't gonna work so maybe we can switch to whole 30 um or (laughs) like this leg uh your leg compressions we're doing way too much uh we're doing way too much strength training we're Uh, doing we need to go straight to p90x okay we gotta kick this into high gear so toss like we see like just this i don't know if this like slide or world's longest like it's like bowling ball ramp it's like a hot wheels ramp that you'd like like slope off your mother's bed as a kid to get like extra speed before the loop it's like this looney tunes like like water slide without water for this boulder it looks like one of it's like a giant size uh granny assist for bowling where you just literally like it's one of those silver kind of ramps where you just made on metal and you just put the bowling ball at the top and it rolls down and it goes down straight every time welcome to a uh, special edition of uh, avatar antiques roadshow this is in fact looney tunes antique roadshow uh smashing over we have the actual boulder that wily e. coyote used to attempt to capture the, road the roadrunner <laughs> no. it even has an acme logo on the underside of it i can attest to this by I, myself. the that is a, an authentic 100 percent probably first edition boulder oh, yes. a, a, first a, edition acme boulder you just don't antique. find those yes um, how it's still whole, I don't know, but... Weighted in such a way to uh, always strategically miss uh, the person just before hitting them. 
Um, I'm guessing, honestly, probably Aang is wishing this boulder was an Acme boulder because, like, Toph's idea is like, you know what? You're gonna have to, like, instead of trying to move a rock, you just need to stop it. So, at the very end of this, uh, adventure park length, uh, (laughs) ride, uh, slide, action park themed, or length slide, we sees Aang standing there, top at the top, and she just lets go of this giant boulder. Uh, before she did that, her and Katara got into it, and Katara's like, yet again, like, hey, you, you sure this is the best way to train? And Top's like, you know what? Thanks so much, Katara. Thank yeah. you for inserting yourself again unsolicited <laughs> into my training routine. You know what? From one master to the other, I know your feelings of inadequacy here um, are a little uh, raw, but you know what? You're right. I'm going to humor you. Yeah, so she puts the blindfold on Aang, and she's really putting the blindfold on Aang at Katara somehow. <laughs> she's like... She's putting the blindfold on Aang, but it's to punish Katara for speaking out of turn. Uh, so now Aang is blindfolded, and he's like, "Gee, thanks, Katara. Maybe it'll be like, uh, maybe it'll be like SpongeBob. You know, he only truly learned how to drive a boatmobile when he was blindfolded." Yeah, it's Katara is the kid in class who reminds the teacher <laughs> that they forgot to collect the homework, yeah. and do- very, very much gets. Uh, the ire. Uh, I'm sure Aang is giving Katara all the side eye right now, but we can't see it because he's like a mask, just like with, with us in today's world. You can't tell if anybody's smiling at you or is sticking their tongue out. Like The masks just take everyone's face away, and uh-huh. all of a sudden, we all are powerless like we are at the DMB. <laughs> no one gets to smile. So we cut briefly back to uh, Zuko and um, Iroh and Iroh has continued Zuko's training. Uh, he's trying to get Iroh. He's trying to get Zuko to um, to summon lightning, and he has the science. He has the science really well worked out, or the the team that made this really has the science worked out for firebending because he explains it as like the yin and the yang, negative and positive energy, and that is to a certain extent the way we understand. Uh, the universe on a very like cosmic scale uh, is positive and negative energy. And so the push and the pull, right? He says you separate these two and it creates an imbalance and then they will be drawn back to each other. And when they come crashing back together, you basically provide a guide and you channel that energy into a direction. And that's how you uh, summon lightning. Yeah. And once you unleash that energy, it's, you don't have control over it. It yep. is, you are simply its conduit. Correct. And um, I think that these very deep themes of, um, you know, balance and um, inner co- inner growth, like, you know, we all are recognizing, like, that we have inadequacies and we mm-hmm. have our strengths. So, like, for Aang, for him, it's the elements, right? He's obviously an amazing Ambrander. He's now mastered air. But, like... Earth is his opposite. And so, of course, it's going to be, like, the harder element for him to handle. But he is trying to approach earthbending the same way that he has the other elements. And he's realizing, like, he's like, oh, I've always, like, I've been strength, 
like these, this is what I can do. Like I'm good at it. I'll just do the same thing and I'll, and I'll be good at it. And you learn, it's like each, in order to become good at different things, you you have to change yourself. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And 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 also with Zuko, with this, this separating the negative and the positive, Zuko is a, he has always been someone who is like Rock Lee in the way that he just kind of bullheadedly like brute forces his training until he is, has mastered whatever he needs to master. And this is saying that like, no, you are not the, you are not the controller of this energy. You are merely its humble guide. And so it's almost opposite to what Aang is, is going through right now. And it's equally hard for Zuko for the same reasons. Yeah. And I also think then if you look at this, at even a higher meta level, Ooh, uh, Aang and Zuko are each other's like yin and yang, you know, and then same for, I think Katara, and, and Toph, Toph, they're having to learn. And then first, like, I know this sounds super lame, but for Sokka, who's used to being alone, it's just him and me. It's like vegetarian. <laughs> like, literally, though, he's, Sokka is always about survival. He is the one that keeps the group alive. He is like, he is a hunter. He's a provider. So, yeah, everyone is literally having to come to terms in this episode with the coping that that they and the strategies that they have used every day of their lives to keep them alive to literally find their way in this world and being told that you know rather and things that they have seen or others have told them are inadequacies or you know things that need to be suppressed rather than to be brought forth and acknowledged and only once it has been acknowledged can you have true um, you may have never have control of it, but it doesn't no longer has control over you. Uh-huh. So Toph uh, rolls this boulder down the hill. Why don't you at home take a guess as to what happens? Does A, Aang stop the boulder? Uh, B, Aang uh, dabs and then uh, runs over top of the boulder? Or C, uh, he bugs out entirely? You were right. It was C, y'all. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, everyone. Uh, yeah, he, he bugs out. He totally wusses out. And his stance was great. Toph's like, your stance was perfect. Your form was perfect. It would have worked. But you just didn't have the guts. And you're, he, and then that's what he breaks down. He's like, yep, you're right. I'm yeah. not meant to be an earthbender. This is it. I can't do it. And uh, Katara, uh, who immediately... She breaks Aang. She, like, kind of breaks Aang. Um, and... Yeah, a she's like immediately jumps in like the mom who sees her kid getting frustrated riding the bike or doing an activity. He's like, "Oh, it's okay. Like we don't have to. We'll we'll do this later. Okay, bye." And like, look, you made you made bending. him upset. Um, and as they go off and do water bending, Toph's like, "Yeah, go around and splash around. Feel better." And so you know, I think Toph has some growing to do in this episode as well because she's like, "This is how like when she literally puts the blindfold on Aang, she's taking it to the approach where she's like, "Well, you know what? This is how I had to learn. I never had the." Uh, ability to you know see or bend and or see the rock that I'm bending. I just have to literally become it. Right. Well, with, you, yeah, I have to feel it, which yeah. is why earth bending is so intuitive for her. Um, and so by taking away Aang's sense of um sight, it's like almost. <laughs> it is also reminds me of like when they're in Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> and it's a blindfold test. The, it's it's a blind. It's a it's a blind rock test. 
time for a blind rock test. You just get all, and you have to, uh, 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 a uh, wrong. <laughs> Welcome to Anime Battle Canyon, where we pit, uh, rocks against other rocks. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that probably, if all this trading hadn't worked, I wonder if, what, like, if Katara, or, sorry, Toph would have to uh, literally resort to the blind taste testing of the rock. To, in order to become the rock, you have to taste the rock. So like, and then... It, Aang's like, hmm, um, it's kind of kind of citrusy, lime. No, limestone. Next, why does, why does this taste like the clone that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is don't ask questions let's go go on to the next one so yeah like Katara kind of fluffs him up a little she she, she's like all right come on you're you're like a really strong waterbender and this is just a mental this is just a block and you gotta think outside the box and to her credit it works Aang is Aang is kind of back on the horse a little bit he's like all right thanks Katara I, I needed I needed to hear that she 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 knows what's best for him to a certain extent but yeah she's she trying she oversteps but she does to some degree know what she's talking about right and i think too because she knows that ang has the pressure all the time of being the avatar and i'm the avatar and right. the avatar has to save the world and i can't fail because i'm the avatar also he's only he's 12 but technically he's 112 mm-hmm. so yeah um now I know what you know what now Lore Olympus doesn't sound so weird when right. you think about it. <laughs> People are were like, oh well Katara and Zuko it have never worked. They're three years apart, but like really Aang is a hundred and twelve. So see it's like he's like Fry when he comes out of in Futurama, when he comes out of chirogenic freezing for pizza delivery after two thousand years. <sighs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, so, uh, Aang has to realize, and he has all this pressure, and I think Katara's really good at sensing that, so, mm-hmm. um, that's, it's not just, her being a master wasn't just about learning to master what, like, the w- element of water enough to t- train it to others, but also that relationship that her and Aang had, like, Toph and Aang have to still establish that relationship. Yeah, and Aang honors her in this moment by calling her Sifu Katara, which is a way to refer to a master. Yeah, which she did say at the beginning to to, to Toph, but never to, to Katara. This was his... He's making it up to her. Mm-hmm. We cut back briefly, and Zuko is... It's not working. It's not working... He's frustrated. He's like, keeps on blowing up in my face. Literally keeps on blowing up in his face. This is not him using a metaphor or anything. It's just, that's what's happening. And I was like, all right, well, I'll teach you this trick that not even Azula knows because I made it up myself. Iroh explains to Zuko. uh, We we get a little rundown of all the different elements. They decide to play Pictionary. Yeah, Iroh's going to grab a stick in the sand and he's going to try to doodle drawings. Understanding others... The other elements and the other nations will help you become whole. While he's doing this, he's explaining like the four elements and the common things that bring together each of the four. And but in even though they are each different individually, they all balance each other out. And the secret to 
all of the elements is how they are in constantly like in balance with each other. Right. And so um, yeah. that's why, and all of them together are what make up the power of the avatar, but they also can bring, you know, you great power as well. The, the more you learn about the other elements, the better you will be able to wield your own. He says, yeah, this technique that I'm doing, I learned it from waterbenders. And he shows that uh, lightning can be redirected and pointed back at the person that uh, summoned it. And it involves a path through your body. It starts with the hand, down the arm, down into the stomach, uh, the sea of chi, or as Iroh calls it, the... uh, ocean of chi because <laughs> he's got a big belly uh up the shoulder and out the other arm and they and so zuko gets excited and he feels special because Iroh's teaching him this super secret uh move it's like plankton thinking he's about to get like the super access to the super secret formula uh-huh. or when spongebob finally learns what it is and uh mr krabs one day is just it's love my dude that's it that's it. That's the secret. That's that's the ingredient. But yeah, so Zuko gets like, pretty stoked and is like practicing. And he's like, "Yeah, I think I, I think I feel my chi like moving." So like, and Iroh's like, "You got it. Your form is great. It looks good. Like you've really got it down to a science." He's like, "Great. All right, now hit me, baby, one more time." <laughs> it's like, fucking. All right, now shoot that lightning at me. And Iroh's like, "What? Are you crazy?" Lightning is very dangerous. And he's like, no way. I'm not going to shoot a lightning at you. It's lightning. Yeah. Out of your fucking mind. If this move, if you don't do it right, could literally kill you. And if you're lucky, you won't have to use it. Yeah. So this is just like to literally keep you from dying if you ever have to face Azula. And of course, Zuko thinks he's being shorted. Zuko thinks he's like getting a a kitty brush. Um, and so he's like, fine, if you want to teach me, I'll find someone who can. So we get, uh, Grand Theft, Chocobo, uh, Dose. Kyle, I believe. Part de. I think we called it Kyle. Uh, yeah, Kyle gets stolen. So he's like, he's just like, all right, I'll find my own fucking lightning. And he just heads off towards the next storm. I guess he has like a weather tracker on his phone. He knows exactly where to go. Yeah, little does Zuko know, capturing lightning in a bottle uh only really happens ever so often yeah it only really works when you release a capture symbol onto reddit cut back to ang and the gang and Toph is like hey what's up ang uh i I stole these nuts and he's like he's meditating he's trying to like be cool about it she's like you won't mind if i eat these nuts right and Sokka's like what what the fuck like he's like he he like senses it like it like the jedi and uh he's just like hey those are my nuts like He's the nut guy. I mean, he's he's always up on them nuts. We've got a few options. First, round nuts. And some kind of oval-shaped nuts. And some rock-shaped nuts. That might just be rocks. But Toph, he, he's not around. And Toph is like, oh, I hope you don't mind. I also have this great nutcracker. And Aang turns, and she's got his glider. And this is where the real antiques roadshow should have happened. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait, that's like, an antique. Wait, that's an antique that the monks made, and I really shouldn't. And Crack! Yeah, and instead of uh, saying, fuck off, give me my things back, and uh, sticking up for what he really believes, uh, he's over-accommodating and just kind of lets Toph 
you know, walk all uh, over him. Like, yeah, and then man. Katara comes up and he's like annoyed. He's like, I'm meditating. And she's like, it's serious. I, Sokka's not around. It, it could be another Hey situation. Uh, where, where did he go? He's like, oh, dang. Uh, I'll I'll go and search. We should split it will be, up. Yeah, it will be better. Uh, a contrarian to the number one rule in D and D: don't split up the party. Don't split the party. Yeah. Uh, they split the party. They instantly split the party, and Ang goes off to fight a fucking CR fifteen encounter by himself. Yeah. So we learn once fine. It doesn't take Ang long to find Sokka. Once yeah. he does, he's like, oh. Good to find him. And Sokka introduces his little new friend, Fufu Cuddy... Fufu, Fufu Cuddly, Cuddly Poops. Ang, this is my friend, Fufu Cuddly Poops. Fufu Cuddly Poops, Ang. Uh, I want an emoji some, of that. Love me some Fufu Cuddly Poops. <laughs> and so then Ang immediately picks him up and the, the, the druid in him is like, Oh, no, this is so cute. It's a little saber-tooth mouth or saber-tooth moose lion, uh, which is a heck of a crossover. It's it's a it's a cat emoji followed by another cat emoji, followed by the face surrounded by hearts, followed by the poop emoji. Fufu cuddly poops. Okay, great. I love it. Um, And Aang is trying to like, Oh, let's get a picture for the Instagram. Like, it's so cute. I gotta take a selfie with this cute little saber-toothed moose lion cub. And then it's almost as if, like, you know, you you had pretty much told, like, Sokka that he had been sitting there having a beer with, you know, someone of the opposite end of the political spectrum for the past 20 minutes. He's like, but you couldn't, you couldn't. You can't tell, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well, you c- it's hard to tell once he uh, gets his until he gets his big scary fangs and all this stuff, his and giant then antlers. grows up." And I think we had this encounter a while ago when um, they had accidentally kidnapped uh, May's younger brother, and uh, they had the table like, you know, oh, he's just going to grow up to be like a really mean firebender. Like he's cute now, but just you wait. Uh, so now Sokka has to come in, uh, to come to terms. And I honestly love the overview of him stuck in the crack because, like, he's in the middle and the top is his dagger, at the bottom is his boomerang, and then the cracks go out into the other side. So it's very reminiscent of the, the drawing of all four elements in balance that Iroh had drawn in the sand earlier in the episode. And I think visually that's really. Um, cool that they they did that but you know so Sokka is like I don't have much to offer I'm only like the before like Aang gets there he's like I'll give up being sarcastic yeah. and eating meat because like those are really the only parts of my identity that I have like, like being sarcastic eating and the I'm the sarcasm meat and boomerang guy and I, I guess I'll I guess still get to be the boomerang guy so it's all good so yeah, like everyone had to do some growing this episode, but you know, then we see as soon as Aang's like, wait, well, where's your, where, how did you get lost by the way? Where's your mob? Uh, and then we see, uh, the, the real size and why we, we now know why it's a saber tooth yeah. moose lion. Uh, this cute little bud, uh, grows up to be a fucking Dark Souls boss. <laughs> so they're, Aang's just squaring off against this fucking giant ass Dark Souls boss and he's like oh shit I hope I have enough potions and he he, he throws the the air um, 
Estus flasks is what they're called in Dark Souls. Fun fact, I know that because I am a nerd. I love Dark Souls, and I have never beaten a single fucking one of them. Aang does an air blast to put this thing over top of Sokka, just barely, like, skimming. Um... Faces off against this thing. And Sokka's like, haha, very funny. Um, now, earthbend right now. I really use some earthbending right now, Aang. And uh, he, he can't do that. He hasn't done it yet. He keeps doing, he keeps doing airbending and uh, tries to distract the thing and it doesn't work. And Sokka's like, don't leave me again. And Aang's like, I won't. And then he plants his feet in the ground. And we see this moment that like he doesn't realize it yet but he is finally like the the training that Toph has been drilling into him finally clicks in and he stands his ground and he airbends but then we see that Toph was watching all along and he does it but when he does it instead of trying to airbend from the side or airbend and slide out of the way he just oh, stands right. right in front of him stands his ground and blows the moose weight over his head and at this point i guess the third time's a charm he, he asserts enough for force on the saber tooth mount moose lion that yeah, it's, he finally it's like, not worth it okay mm, bye i'm out <laughs> i'm about to it's about time i'd be heading out of here and so uh it wanders off and we we discover that Toph has been watching all along she kind of starts a slow clap it's great it's a great slow clap Everybody else joins in because of how awesome slow claps are. Start cheering. It's awesome. Um, Ang's like, what the fuck? Were you watching that whole time? And Toph's like, yeah, it, it was cool. And she's, he's like, you know that both of us could have been in danger. And Toph's like, oh, yeah, uh, me fighting of other people. Uh, I guess it didn't cross yeah. my mind. Toph's like, I didn't even really consider it at all. And uh, she goes to crack another nut. And Ang like, grabs the staff and goes, enough. All right, I want my shit back. Give me back my shit. Uh, Toph is finally like, all right, do it now. He's like, do what? Earthbend. Do it. She, she, if we find out that Toph and uh, Captain Janeway, in fact, have the same catchphrase. We'll do this without you. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So Aang fucking earthbends. That's great. Do it. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. I'm not going to sing that song on this podcast. Uh, sorry, it is way too. Even uh, <laughs> even I don't have uh, the guts to sing uh, that song on this podcast. Uh, Toph is like, congratulations, you can earthbend. And then she saves Sokka, and goes to save Sokka, and she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't want to fucking pop him like a, like a Pop-Tart. Nobody wants to see him pop like a fucking Hot Pocket. And he's like, nope. Please don't squish me like a hot pocket, thanks. And uh, so she, like, pops him out like he's a cork. And she, like, grabs him by the hair. It was a really great emo, or a really great uh, sound effect. It's a super terrific sound effect. Sound sound guys, you nailed it for for this one. Got a laugh out of me. So Toph, uh, Sokka is reunited with Katara, and he starts to wax philosophical. He's like, you know... Being there, not knowing whether I would die or live or anything like that, really, uh... And then Aang's like, hey, Katara! And he's like, um, I don't know, that character from that one reoccurring bit on SNL. He's like, look what I can do! And, uh, fucking 
like shears the top of a hill off and Ang's like, guitar's like, well, you well, got it. Yeah, congratulations. And, you know, of course, so, like Ang's just gained a, a, a level and is now showing off like all right. the cool new, like, like level third level spells that his character can cast. Like I, I have I wouldn't be surprised if the gang woke up tomorrow morning and like the tops of every single mountain in the in the vicinity is sheared off and Aang's yeah. Aang so earned a new monk talent, um, and he's in like if we're playing five E, yeah. uh, he's in like the elemental mm-hmm. uh, monk track, and now he can cast like shatter whenever he wants. Yeah, for sure. And then we uh, <clears throat> we had a clip of Zuko, and the final shot is him like in a thunderstorm, like wanting the lightning to to hit him, and it won't. And he's just like, why won't you give this to me? You never give me anything. Like, he's just... Even when he wants to die. Like, I think that's what's implied here. I think that, like... Well, I think that his mentality is probably like, if I can't master this thing, then I I deserve for the lightning to kill me. Yeah. And he... It might be a death wish, but for him, it's like, well, if I can't conquer this, then... I wasn't worthy of living anyway. So like, mm-hmm. let me face this and let me be the decider of like how or when I, I, I die. Uh, he breaks down and it's powerful. Fucking Dante Basco is a master and like, he really gets across Zuko's rage and, and the animators do too. Even though it's pouring down rain and water is running down his face, we still see him. We still see his tears. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, and and that's the end of the episode. Yay, everyone. <laughs> I mean, I think this is one of the better episodes. And yeah, we honestly, I think we had, just like with the elements, you know, we had like a lot of different elements like that were interacting here, right? We had um, Katara and Toph, water against earth. We had... Um, we had Aang and yeah, we had Aang and Toph, which was Earth against Air, and then we had um, Zuko, who was uh, trying to be taught and by Iroh learning a, a waterbender move. So we had water versus fire, um, and just you know all this conflict of trying to be like, well, one we and we see all the elements in in this episode, um, but we learn at the end of the day that no element can exist without the others. The others. Uh, and we learn that Zuko makes a pretty shite cup of tea. Hey, babe. Um, yeah, he is not going to be getting hired as, as uh, a barista at the Jasmine Dragon. No, not he, just yet. He can work the cash register. <gasps> hey, babe. Hey. Uh, you got any experience points to go out? Um, I think, think we do. Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons and it was advanced. Evil? Or maybe chaotic neutral? The Demogorgon! <laughs> We're a deep shit. You've been shot by an arrow. Ow! Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. I- I'll go. Okay, go ahead. My crit success is Aang learning to earthbend. <laughs> Like, right. I, he's the avatar, and he literally had to learn how to master the uh, the element that is the literal opposite of 
his. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it was a really good, and you know, of course it took really only an episode versus a series of episodes. If this was in Hunter Hunter or another shonen anime, it would have taken probably at least an entire 10 episodes, if not an entire arc. For- yeah. <laughs> and he does, you know, this is book two earth, but Aang himself was able to learn the element. And I mean, he, they just met Toph like, Four, three episodes ago, and though in the ninth episode, uh, he's already, like, you know, he started teaching her, and, like, then he, he learned how to do it. He moved to rock. So... So, Aang learning to earthbend is my... And learning how to to stand his ground and stick to his, his beliefs and morals uh, and not take any shit. That's, that's my crit success. Um... My crit success is tough for getting through to Aang, finding a way to push his buttons and get under his skin and and just give him the training experience he needed. He didn't need a, a water approach for Earth. He needed an Earth approach. And Toph, she stuck to her guns. She figured out how to get like she started like abusing his stuff to get him mad at her, and uh, it all it all worked. Um, at the end of the day her training methods were effective. What about your crit fail? I know as part of the moment of growth and it wasn't necessarily his fault and it was something that needed to happen. And I would argue that honestly, the person that had the most growth in this episode is probably Sokka. Yeah. Um, going for like choosing to like, I'm like, yeah, like it took only for like a ton of, uh, like millennials to watch like, like a bunch of woke millennials to watch one uh, documentary on Netflix to declare they were vegan. We get it. Food, I think food ink is gross. We, I think that um, I think that Sokka did do a little bit more personal thinking and reflection when his life was literally hanging in the balance, stuck in that hole. But d- the point is, he still got stuck in the hole. So. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I never go splunking. This is why I never suck on crack cracks. Like I, this is probably one of my my worst nightmares come alive. So yeah, my Crips failure is Sokka severely overestimating his ability to capture this baby animal and getting stuck in the hole literally just the right way. My crit fail is also Sokka, but for a slightly different reason. Uh, I thought that his uh, boomerang throw check not the best not his best work uh it was a crit fail it tattered to the ground mere inches from this thing would not have hurt hit even if it did hit him uh Sokka boomerang didn't come back this time you picked it up off the ground after you got freed to be real i don't even think this counted as a throw i think that that only further extenuates the crit one (laughs) the natural one um anyway uh this has been our podcast ladies and gentlemen this is uh uh my cabbages and avatar podcast we are at cabbage cast our email is my at gmail.com correct and uh we're part of the movie night crew they have a lot of great podcasts like of the eldest gods and the restricted section and content capable and oh movie night crew and that's right movie night crew is in itself a podcast and fandom's gone wrong and fandom's gone wrong that's all of them and us and us where the 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 Avengers of tiny little podcast networks. And uh, we'll be announcing some more stuff in the future, like 
like the thing with the a podcast that uh, about show, movies we don't we wish didn't exist. It's almost like there is no pod in Ba Sing Se. Um, and with that, our outro music is by Jake Curtis. I hope everyone has a great week. Thank you so much. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. Peace and love. Bye. I hope I made it the way you like it.